What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's January 22, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 19. In this episode, I'll be breaking down if you should do your reps fast or slow, and if kids or children should work out. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So let's kick things off this week with sports and get it out of the way. Chicago Blackhawks update, still haven't won a game. Oh my god, so sad. I mean, hopefully they win tonight since they do play, but the season is already looking pretty sad with an 0-3-1 start to the season. They did put up a fight last game, which was good to see. And if you didn't see it, oh my god, Patrick Kane... He scored another beauty, another one of his nasty backhand goals. Unreal roof job. But the Blackhawks themselves, I mean, they got a bunch of young guys right now. Hopefully they're the future of the team, but they're still missing two big players like Kirby Doc and the captain, Jonathan Taves, is still out with what looks like it's, I mean, sorry, it sounds like COVID-19 symptoms, but still, I mean, the Blackhawks are still hard to watch sometimes. And on to basketball now, more cancellations this week, and more players out due to health and safety protocols that are COVID-19 related. It's getting ridiculous now at this point. I have this one player on my fantasy team, Michael Porter Jr., who hasn't even played in 2021 yet because of all this, although he could play tonight. He was one of those players in the offseason that said COVID isn't real and all that, and now he's been out for a few weeks because he probably hasn't been listening to the league when it comes to mask wearing and social gatherings, and ended up getting COVID-19 more than a week ago. But I saw him on Snapchat skipping rope this past week, so I guess he's alright. That off-season video should have been a red flag for me to not draft him, but too late now. So what other news happened this week? Uh, Well, EA is off the hook when it comes to making Star Wars games. Ubisoft now has plans to work on a new open-world Star Wars game. This one will be under a new brand called Lucasfilm Games, and not much else is known about this game, but I'm still excited for it. Ubisoft Massive did play a part in making Assassin's Creed, which is a pretty good series, But they also made Division 2, so it's up in the air whether the game will be any good. Anything with Star Wars branding always gets me amped though, so hopefully they can make this one amazing. When I get back home, I'm definitely going to have to get back to running that Star Wars Fallen Order game just to get myself even more psyched for it. So with the pandemic still going on and borders being closed until at least February 21 between USA and Canada... What have you guys been watching? Well, I ended up watching the first two episodes of WandaVision this past week. That's Disney Plus's latest original show, and it's a Marvel one this time around. Episodes for this one are every Friday, taking the Mandalorian spot, and the first two episodes are pretty good. 
It's still early, but the majority of the first two episodes were black and white. It has a laugh track, because it resembles like an old school show from the 50s or the 70s or whatever. It's pretty good though, and it's just the beginning, so we'll see how the whole series turns out to be as it gets better and better. Also on Disney+, Plus, I finally managed to watch Soul, which was a great movie with a lot of life lessons in there. Definitely had me questioning a bit about life, but it reminded me to just live every day and enjoy every moment. Something else Disney-related, since you know they did buy 20th Century Fox, and they've confirmed that Deadpool 3 will still be an R-rated film when it begins filming in 2022. They're working on a script right now, and the first two movies were pretty funny, and Ryan Reynolds is actually great as Deadpool, so I'm sure this will be another good addition to the series. One more quick thing about movies, Ian McShane, who's Winston in the John Wick movies, has mentioned that he believes that they'll start filming the fourth and fifth installment of the series sometime this year. John Wick 4 is scheduled for a release in May 2022, so we'll see if that gets delayed even further. So I mentioned last week about CES 2021, and there were some big fitness names talking about the future of exercising and working out from within your home. Nautilus showed off this new bike that moves side to side, and they revealed that at CES, and I've already seen some commercials for it actually. In case you didn't know, Nautilus is actually the manufacturer for Bowflex, and they already have those cool adjustable dumbbells that go from like 5 pounds to I think somewhere like in the 50 pound range, and this week they also showed off a barbell version of that as well. The new barbell version can be adjusted to weigh as little as 20 pounds, and I think it goes up to around 80 pounds, which is pretty cool. Other notables, there is a smart yoga mat that costs $400, and we'll use its tech to give you feedback on if you're performing poses correctly based on pressure sensor feedback from the mat. The mat also apparently has aromatherapeutic dispensers in there. So maybe it won't stink up like that yoga mat you stuck in the back of your closet. That's pretty interesting, but I mean, the price tells us enough there. $400? Yeah, right. So last but not least, I mentioned last week about LG and their mask with a purifier built in. Well, Razer showed off their own mask for the pandemic as well. Yes, the same Razer that the company that brings you all the gaming accessories who even dabbled into phone tech for a bit. The company is claiming that this is the world's smartest mask and they're dubbing it Project Hazel. It has RGB, surprise surprise, along with a silicone guard, a see-through aesthetic, active ventilation, and comes with a box that doubles as a charging case. And in that case, there's going to be UV light in there to kill bacteria and viruses as well. This one is pretty cool too, but who knows how expensive this one will be. Question 1. Should I do my reps fast or slow? So this is going to be different for everyone but I can tell you right now that both will be beneficial. Either way, doing reps fast or doing reps slowly will build muscle and help you lose fat as long as that intensity factor is there. Doing your reps fast or slow should be based on your goals, and if I did have to recommend doing one method over the other, it would have to be doing your reps slowly. And I think that'll benefit most people when it comes to doing their exercises. 
Now, when I say do your reps slow, that means let's say on something like a squat, that means four to five seconds on the way down and one second on the way up. That's going to be a whole lot harder than going one second down and one second up. And you can even try that for yourself if you're at home. So when it comes to doing reps properly, there's going to be a negative portion and a positive part of each exercise. The negative portion is usually going to be the easier part of the movement, and positive portion is the harder part where you're usually fighting gravity. That means if we're talking about the squat, the negative part of the movement is going down, and the positive part is going up because going up is the harder part of the squat. On a bench press, when you lower the bar to your chest, that's the negative, and pushing the weight off of you is going to be harder part or the positive part of the movement. Now, in scientific terms, the negative part is called the eccentric part, and the positive part is the concentric part, so you can just remember that for your own knowledge if you didn't know that already. If you're used to doing one second down and one second up, then you'll benefit greatly and you'll get stronger by changing up your rep scheme or tempo to a slower negative portion of your lift. I believe that everyone needs to have a workout phase where you do your reps slowly, It'll show you how well you can actually control the weight. It can help you develop more of a mind-to-muscle connection, and you're likely less susceptible to injury because you'll have to lighten the weight if you want to hit a certain rep scheme. For example, if you can easily rep out 225 pounds for 8 reps with your usual tempo, try doing that same weight and taking 4 or 5 seconds to lower the bar to your chest. Then press it up you'll notice that it'll be a real struggle to get even probably five reps or something like that. Like I said, both will be beneficial for most people, but doing reps slower will help. I mean, honestly, when was the last time you went to the gym and saw someone doing actual slow reps, like a four or even a three second negative part of any movement? Yeah, I've probably seen it less than five times total in my life, so it's something to keep in mind. These slower reps will help you because if it's something like a squat, then those slower reps could get rid of that momentum from the bounce at the bottom of the squat, and that'll ensure that you're using the correct muscles. Same thing with bench press. Doing reps slower, that might eliminate the slight bounce you do when the bar comes down off your chest. So why don't people work out this way? Well, it's pretty much because it's harder and your ego is going to take a hit. You're going to have to lighten the weight, and it's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Trust me, this even happens to me. And this is actually what I've been trying to do when I slowly got back into the gym again. Just recently, I've finally been back in the gym consistently, but the first week back, I've been doing my reps slowly just to get into it again. Before the gym shut down, I was benching a bit over two plates, or 225, and my first week back in the gym... I played around with a plate and a half, that's 185 pounds, but I slowed the reps down. So I was doing a 3 second negative, along with a short pause, and exploding up for every rep. The weight might have been lighter than what I'm used to, but that negative portion of the movement made the sets more difficult than if I were to just come down for a second and then explode up. Like I said earlier, you can even test this yourself with a bodyweight squat if you want to. Do a bodyweight squat where you're squatting down for a second and coming up for a second. 
Now try a bodyweight squat where you're counting to five on the way down and try two seconds on the way up. That's obviously going to be a lot more difficult because you're going to be fighting gravity on the way down as opposed to just letting your body fall and then just catching yourself at the bottom of the movement. That's going to make a huge difference in how difficult those reps are. Just like everything else when it comes to fitness and being more healthy overall, there isn't just one simple answer. The answer is usually what are you currently or have been doing and how you can improve on that. So that's why I feel like most people will benefit from doing their reps slowly. That's simply because most people will speed up movements to hit certain strength goals and that's happened to me in the past. Again, I'll use myself as an example. On squat, I was doing 3 second negatives, then 1 second up. Now, I did that when it was just 225 pounds on the bar, but I noticed that when I start to put more and more weight on, let's say even just adding 50 pounds at 275 pounds, that negative portion of the lift goes from a 3 to a 2 second. And then when there's 315 on the bar, or whatever's heavy for you, you might notice that you come down as fast as you can, maybe even try to stand up with a bit of a bounce at the bottom of the squat, because it makes it a little bit easier. And that's what usually happens with most people performing exercises. And I've noticed that I do it as well, since I record my workouts at times just to make sure things always look proper. You've probably already noticed this yourself. As the weight starts to get heavier, or if you're doing a class, you start to become more fatigued, so you try to take the easy route. That means shortening the rep tempo, because that'll make it easier. And if you're doing a class, maybe taking an extra 5 second break, or shortening the rep range of your squat, maybe no longer going ass to grass anymore. That'll make sure that you can get through the workout, as opposed to just sticking to that solid rep tempo and form. Like I said, it's natural for this to happen. It will happen to everyone, so don't feel bad if this happens to you. But when you do notice that it does happen to you, that's when it could be time to take a step back. And like this question asked, should I do my reps fast or slow? Maybe that is a time where you do your reps slowly. Honestly, there's lots of benefits to doing your reps slower anyway. There's going to be more time under tension, and if you're squatting three plates with a one second negative, then doing two plates with a three second negative, or even throwing in a pause at the bottom, could be just as challenging or even more challenging for you. That means you're building the same or more muscle, and having lighter weight on the bar or less weight on the bar, and you'll still be gaining the same amount of muscle. And that'll even lighten the load on your joints, like the impact on your knee if we're still talking about the squat. Fast reps, though, do come in handy at times as well. These are going to be beneficial when we're talking about doing explosive movements, and especially if you're an athlete training for your sport. If you're trying to increase your strength in certain lifts, then those fast reps could help you with that, and maybe I'll talk about fast reps in more detail in another episode in the future. So I do think doing slow reps will benefit more people, but... Fast reps are going to be great to do as well. There's not really a wrong or right answer with this question, to be honest. Your programming throughout the year or throughout your whole exercise or workout career or routine should involve both fast and slow reps. Maybe that means doing three months where you're focused on doing slow reps only, 
And then the next three months could be doing reps fast if you're comfortable with how your body feels with certain exercises and your form on those movements. Either way, programming should change every few months so that you'll consistently make more progress. If you do the same thing over and over, your progress may plateau or even regress, so it's good to change it up every now and then. That could mean changing things up like rep tempo, which I just talked about, or any other training scheme like rep range, sets, weight, or even something like rest times in between sets. Question 2. Should kids or children lift weights and exercise? First off, the answer to this question on if children should lift weight and exercise is going to be mostly yes, but there are exceptions to the rule, of course. Now, when I say kids, I'll say anyone over 12 years old if I had to be a little bit more specific. And the most important thing is that they need to do it properly. It's good to determine beforehand if the child is mature enough to handle doing proper movements. And you should keep most exercises pretty basic to start. If a kid is into sports, they could have more body awareness and control during certain exercises. And if not, there's more of a chance that you'll have to spend some time working on that coordination and control with weights like dumbbells or kettlebells or barbells. If the exercises are done properly, it's going to be fine for pretty much everyone out there. Of course, when you're younger, you're still growing, so you don't really want to get to a point where you're loading too much weight on the bar. There are other ways to make exercises and workouts more intense without just simply increasing the weight. Keep in mind that kids are still growing. I think females grow up to nearly 20 years old and males can still be growing a bit after their 20s. And you don't want them to grow up with incorrect movement patterns. Now, let's get the myth out of the way. No, weightlifting does not stunt your growth and this has been proven in multiple studies throughout the years. There has been no evidence that weightlifting will stop you from growing or prevent your growth. The only thing that'll stop your growth is actually malnutrition. That being said, I still won't advise a really young person or even my own kids possibly one day to lift more weight than they can handle. When a young person is lifting weight, they don't need to focus on maxing out their one rep max, for example. For kids and children, it would be best to spend that time exercising to perfect movements and increase motor skills. I just talked about doing reps slowly, and this is definitely applicable in this situation as well. But like I said, it would be best to just practice these movements at first to increase their skills, then maybe one day when they get into their 20s and are fully capable of doing all of their movements without professional guidance, they can do whatever they want, as long as they do it safely, of course. Spend those young years just practicing movements in order to improve coordination. As long as the kid can perform the movements properly, and more importantly, take instructions properly, then they should be okay when it comes to weightlifting, so that's why it's good to keep things light. Kids and children already lift and exercise regularly. I mean, they have to carry a backpack every day. And they might not be as heavy as our backpacks were back in the day, carrying four textbooks at once, since most things are online now, but they already lift things daily. 
It's not like I'm advising these kids to go out there and squat hundreds of pounds or deadlift hundreds of pounds off the floor. That's completely the wrong idea here. Like I said, when children are exercising, it's best to keep things simple. At first, it obviously wouldn't be a good idea to do advanced movements like Olympic lifts and cleans and jerks and stuff like that. Again, don't go super heavy and it should be safe for them as long as there is some sort of supervision there. I know all the parents out there must think I'm crazy and you might think it's dangerous, but it's actually one of the safer activities out there. Especially if you compare it to other recreational sports where the injury rate is actually higher than weightlifting. Just make sure you do this whole process slowly and the child should gain strength and muscle over a period of time. It's actually been shown in studies that weightlifting actually reduces getting injured in these other activities and sports as well. So why should a child lift? Well, children lifting in a structured manner could actually develop good habits, will improve body composition, improve motor skills and coordination, and they can even start to learn about goal setting. And with exercise, you could also tie in the nutrition aspect in there as well. And kids could also learn pretty early about the importance of the foods that they eat. That being said, I don't really think a proper bulk or cut phase should be done until the child is done growing, so it's probably best to not pressure them too much into this nutrition aspect while they're growing up, because they ultimately probably won't care too much about it. They probably should just eat what they want, but at the same time they should be mindful of what they're eating. Getting back on track, resistance training will also strengthen bones and increase strength, which should lead to some increase in lean body mass, which would be great for some self-confidence. Just make sure that it doesn't get to their head. And that self-confidence could be great to have, especially growing up these days where bullying is so common these days, with all of this talk about cyberbullying increasing since everyone has some sort of online presence. Kids are very active in the first place. They lift things all the time. If anything, it's probably safer for a teenager to lift than it is for a 30-year-old to lift, especially when we're looking at it these days. Nowadays, if you're just 30 years old, which actually isn't that old of an age, that means possibly being inactive for up to half of your life, as opposed to a high school kid who had to move around and run around during recess, even though I've heard that they don't move around as much as they used to since they might just hang out on their phones now or something. Man, when I was a kid, I was the one on the monkey bars swinging around, climbing the slides at the park, jumping off the swings and all that stuff. Kids can lift weight as long as they're doing it properly. Obviously, if they're less than 18 years old, maybe think twice about pushing and adding load or going for that one rep max is not a good idea. As long as they're lifting properly and are coordinated enough to work out, then it's going to be fine for them. They just need to start slowly, and usually if the person is athletic, then they'll have more body awareness and will likely have more coordination. If not, then be careful and always focus on form first. Usually kids will lift with their ego, which means that they'll try to lift a weight that's too heavy for them, so that's something to watch out for. But overall, it is safe with proper programming and planning and guidance. Now, one day I'll have a kid, and I won't force him into it, but I'm sure seeing me lift around the house or be active somehow will have him or her interested in it. 
and I'll be incorporating some of these methods if they want to dive deeper into it. And we're going to do that whole process as slow as possible. And I'm excited for that one day. And it'll probably be tough for me at first to not force them into it, but I'll just have to remember that ultimately it should be the kid's decision if they want to do it in the first place. Then it's up to you as a parent to determine if they're ready for it in terms of maturity level and if they have that preliminary coordination and motor unit skills. And that concludes episode 19 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how much volume you should do in your workouts and if you should start diet or exercise first if you want to be more healthy.